Good evening, my brothers and sisters. Uh, my name is Brother Phil, if you don't know me. I've been here a few years. You can tell by the top of my head. <laughs> when I came in, I looked like, uh, who would I look like? Who's got dark hair? Jacob? <laughs> look like, ja- stand up, Jacob. Stand up. That's what my hair looked like when I came in. So, Jacob, this is what you have to look forward to. <laughs> uh, tonight, we worship the Lord and we pray. So, is there anyone here that has not filled out a card for praying tonight? You want something prayed for, you prayed for, something about you prayed for, a family member? Everybody fill out the cards? Okay, good. Well, what I want to talk to you about tonight is prayer. We're going to do that, right, Lord willing? Um, and we do that every Sunday evening here. It's wonderful. It's an opportunity to pray, seek the Lord, worship the Lord. It, it's really a good time. And I believe prayers are answered here. Not just prayers are made, but prayers are answered. But I want to encourage all of us, me included, to pray often and pray at home. Because just praying here isn't enough. This is called group prayer. Okay, we pray, pray as a church, church prayer, group prayer. But at home, it's individual prayer. So I want to encourage all of you to pray as much as you can and as often as you can. Because as we see the day approaching, guess what? The Lord's coming back. It might be tonight. I don't know when it's coming back. But we need to be prayed up, right? Amen. I believe that prayer is a gift that God has given his children. You believe that? There's gifts of the Holy Spirit, but prayer is a gift, too. Uh, Before I was saved at 35 years of age, prayer? you kidding me? I said, Hail Mary, full of grace. That was about it. No praying, but that's changed over the years, thank the Lord. I believe the more we pray, the more we want to pray. The less we pray, the less we'll want to pray. So that, I believe that principle applies. And there's power in, I believe, individual prayer, and there's power in group prayer, like here, tonight. This is church prayer, group prayer. It's not individual prayer, although it can be individual prayer. Um, this past Friday, my wife and I were home fellowship supervisors. We went to Sister Carolyn's here, uh, home fellowship. And all Friday, I was in terrible pain. Every step I took it, my left hip hurt. I got to have surgery on February 7th. But um, uh, Brother Marty and the group prayed for me when I was there. And since Friday night, I've been kind of pain-free. Thank the Lord. Yeah. So God has given us as individuals and as a church, he has given us the power to heal. 
the power to save lost souls, the power to change lives, and the power to come against the devil and all the demons. You know, the devil doesn't want you and me to pray because he knows the prayer has power. He doesn't want us to pray, and he'll do everything he can to distract us from praying and encourage us not to pray. The Bible says he's the father of lies, and he's going to lie to you. He's going to tell you that your prayers don't matter. He's going to tell you that God won't answer your prayers. He'll tell you you're too tired to pray. They're all lies. Rebuke the devil and pray. Get on your knees and pray. Uh, We think we've been praying for so long and for so many months and for so many years, and God has not answered our prayers. Well, we have to trust him, right? God's timing is not our timing, and God's ways are not our ways. So God asks us to trust him as we pray. Prayer is very, very important to the Lord, and we find it throughout the Bible. So turn to uh, Philippians chapter 4, if you could, if you've got your Bibles. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So that scripture saying, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. What are we worried about? Don't worry. So don't worry. Take your request to God. Pray to God. Get the anxiety out of you by praying to God. That's what he's saying. And in James 5.16, it reads, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Which means the earnest prayer of a righteous person, a born-again, saved Christian person, has great power and produces great results. You believe that? I do. So let's look tonight at a righteous woman who had her prayer answered and what she had to do to overcome. Uh, Turn to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1. It's in the Old Testament. We welcome you if you're visiting tonight. I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. He's got a plan and purpose for your life. But you've got to surrender to him. You surrender to Jesus, ask him to forgive you for your sins, and take over your life and just keep coming here week after week after week, and you'll see a change. So 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 5. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival, her name was Penina, also provoked Hannah severely, to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. So this is a record of a man named Elkanah, and he has two wives, Hannah and Penina. Now, Hannah is the one he loves the most. That might be not right, I don't know. But, you know, it's like having children. Do I love my daughter more than my son? This son more than that son? I don't know. That's, but 
Anyways, he loved Hannah more than he did Penina. And she didn't appreciate that. She didn't appreciate that. So um, month by month, uh, Hannah could not get pregnant. And the attacks and insults and darts from the enemy kept coming at Hannah from Penina. She hated her. And um, we see Penina with... Uh, Hannah would see Penina, who, ha- who was able to have many children. So she would see Penina with these children. And I, I wonder myself, if Hannah sees her rival, the other wife, Penina, who's throwing darts at her with many children, does that bother Hannah? I think it might have bothered Hannah. It would bother me, but it doesn't say in the Bible. Then we read in verse 10, Verse 10, And she, that's Hannah, was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. So she had a bitter soul. She was in anguish. But what did she do? She prayed to the Lord, right? I mean, she knew what to do. Even though she felt that bitterness and anguish, she prayed to the Lord. And verse 11 says, She made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant, remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli, uh, one of the fathers, watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So this is the record of Hannah, her husband, and Penina. And uh, Hannah was heartbroken. She, her soul was in anguish. But the Bible says she prayed to the Lord. She may have been heartbroken and had bitterness in her soul, but she knew what she had to do. She had to pray to God. And that's just what she did. Brothers and sisters, God knew all about the challenges Hannah was facing. He knew all the details of her life. He knew what she was feeling. He knew all about her infertility. He knew that she wanted to have a child. God knew Penina had an evil heart and was a thorn in Hannah's side. God knew what Hannah needed, and God also knew the end of the story. God always knows the end of the story. God knew the plans he had for Hannah, and God knew she would bring forth a son His name would be called Samuel, and he would be a great prophet of the Lord. So God knew all these things going on. What did Hannah know? Hannah knew nothing. 
But Hannah knew what to do. She knew she had to pray. When Hannah left Eli, her body, this is before she had Samuel, her body remained infertile. Her circumstances had not changed. But her spirit had been freed by her heavenly father as she left with peace in her heart. She left the bitterness, the resentment, and the self-pity behind her. God answered Hannah's prayer in his time and in his way. Sometimes it takes God many years to answer our prayers. And because he doesn't answer, it doesn't mean he can't answer. It means that he knows what's best for us, and we just don't know. So maybe you're here tonight, and God hasn't answered your prayers. The needs you have are still with you, maybe for months, maybe even for years. And maybe you're discouraged with the circumstances in your life. Maybe like Hannah, you have bitterness in soul and anguish in your soul. I'm here to tell you tonight that God knows what you are feeling. God knows what you need. God loves you and cares about you. And God knows like Hannah what you need to do. You need to pray. And we need to pray with you and for you. So I want to encourage you tonight to pray to the living God who alone can help you. In the name of Jesus, amen. So let's pray.